A lot of people don't realize that this is something they want. Until they get there, mm -hmm. they let their dog off leash and they see what their dog is like. And it's like they didn't imagine that their dog could be this joyful. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, David Adams tells us how he turned a simple idea into something that helps dog owners while offering an opportunity for passive income. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode, we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Please download, follow, rate, and most importantly, share Dog Words. Celebrate five years of Rosie Fund by supporting our campaign to sponsor 50 dogs. You can donate on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards and shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media. Subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs, including some exclusive content like the Sweet Casey Pet Project Dog featured in our latest post. Our friends at Mixed Mutt Creamery are joining the downtown dog park development City Dogs KC in Kansas City's Crossroads and are moving to 2001 Walnut Street on October 1st. They'll still offer their amazing selection of artisan ice cream for dogs, Clementine's ice cream for people, and many other treats, toys, and accessories. Next time on Dogwords, we catch up with meteorologist and friend of Dogwords, Gary Lezak. The mission of Rosie Funds to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Joining us today on Dog Words from Salem, Massachusetts, is the founder of Sniff Spot, David Adams. David, welcome to Dog Words. Thank you for having me. You have what I like to call a paperclip idea that anybody could have come up with a paperclip. It doesn't require really special skills or resources, but lots of people needed paperclips and didn't come up with the idea. You came That's up with the kind with, of idea I like. Yeah, you came up with a great <laughs> idea that once someone sees Sniff Spot exists, it's like, well, that's nothing. I could have come up with that. Well, you didn't. David did. It's amazing so, how many people say, that's my idea. Mm -hmm. We've had a Barkay Dog Bar founders, uh, Labe Dodell and Dave Hensley, on several times. And it's a dog park with a bar and a restaurant. And they say pretty much a day doesn't go by where someone says, anybody could have come up with this. It's like, well, look around. How many of these do you see? Not many. So... Even after they came up with the idea, people don't want to do the work of seeing an idea to fruition. And I'm thinking that's probably the case with Sniff Spot. People experienced the same pain point you did, wish there was a solution, and I would bet many of them even came up with your solution and then didn't take the next step. It ended there. So tell our listeners what Sniff Spot is so they can feel envious that they didn't come up with this and then we'll go from there so i totally agree 
I love that analogy to a paperclip because it, it totally is the kind of thing where people say, oh my gosh, I already had that idea. And I think in five or 10 years when sniff spot is huge and everywhere, they just think, how did the world ever exist without this? Mm-hmm. Because I think as you'll see through this conversation, it really is something that's a total game changer for dog owners. So you can think of sniff spot like Airbnb for dog parks. Anyone that has land can offer that land as a private play area for dogs. This is single booking. So one guest at a time, and you can bring as many dogs as you want, but it's one guest at a time. So these are private bookings on private land. The thing that's really cool about this is, well, first of all, obviously it's private. That makes it more safe. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people really like privacy and safety with their dogs, where you don't have to worry about other dogs, other people, other animals around. And that's the trepidation I sometimes have with a dog park, especially one that doesn't have staff or dog tenders to uh, make sure that everyone's following the rules. You only need one dog that's out of control or one person who doesn't know how to handle their dog. And it doesn't only become unpleasant, it becomes dangerous. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and it's crazy. Public dog parks are really important, but there are a lot of drawbacks to them because they're free and open, not just with dogs that are dangerous, but with disease Mm -hmm. and other issues. So private dog parks like this one you have in Kansas City and Sniff Spot, it's important. The second thing I'll say about Sniff Spot beyond safety and privacy is variety. Because anyone can offer their land, there are all kinds of different places. We've Mm -hmm. got indoor spots, we've got spots with water, spots with shelter, spots with dog toys, spots with agility, spots with lure coursing, spots with anything you can think about for your dog, you can find it on Sniff Spot. Because it's this kind of anyone can come and offer their land. That's the basic concept of Sniff Spot. People overlook the importance of variety for your just your mental health, your emotional well-being, and take for granted, even with shelter at home, the variety we have with our lives. Think about dogs. Most of them, regardless of COVID, are shelter at home. Yeah. They don't even get the phone conversations and the Zoom interaction and Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus that we have for a little bit of variety. We had a dog behaviorist, uh, Dr. Ellen Furlong, on who talked about the importance of snuffy walks, that dogs getting out and getting to smell different things is just so important for their health. So a variety of dog parks, that's different smells, that's different sights, that's a variety that is just good for your dog. And enabling off-leash exercise, like kind of what you're saying, we have research that says that sniffing is three times better than actually walking with a dog. Like being able to stop and sniff, it just Mm -hmm. makes this massive difference for them. And being off-leash, letting them run or move at their own pace without a literally a a lanyard holding them Mm -hmm. in place. It's really good for dogs. Yeah, even if someone is taking their dog on a snuffy walk where you let them smell whatever they want to smell, One, in most cases, they're still tethered to you with the leash. And two, where do you take this snuffy walk? Most people walk around their neighborhood or on a trail. So if you have a six-foot leash, the dog can go anywhere as long as they're within six feet of the trail. Yep. What kind of freedom is that? Yeah, we we have this saying, cities were not built for dogs. And it's so true. Like, 
now it's a it's kind of a new thing that dogs are moving into cities. It's a big shift that's happening. Millennials are owning dogs now. They're the biggest dog owning demographic. They're owning them in cities. And dogs are having these experiences. Like you say, they're literally shelter at home all day. Mm-hmm. And there's no good option for them to get out. Yeah, no good they, public option. Yeah, and even if they do get a walk, it's the same route that they walk every day. It's and, like reading the same newspaper every day. Mm-hmm. And that's why they get so fixated sometimes on a smell because that's a new smell. A new dog has crossed this path or somebody spilled something. How exciting is that? Imagine if that was the highlight of your day. And something that's cool about SniffSpot is SniffSpot requires all dogs that have core vaccinations. So it's safer than dog park in terms of disease. And dogs are not meeting nose to nose there. So there's mm-hmm. a much less risk than a public dog park. But what's cool about it is there are other dog smells there all the time. Always new dog smells. Mm-hmm. So not only do guests love it because their dogs are constantly sniffing and smelling other dogs really helps, but also hosts really like it because many of our hosts have dogs and this is actually good for their dogs to be able to smell dogs, not necessarily contacting them directly, but just be able to smell that dogs are there. Yeah. I can just picture them running out after they get home and someone else has been in their yard and oh, how exciting. There's, There's messages. It's like you have mail. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. And it really stimulates a dog's brain. And I've seen this myself with my dogs. When we visit a sniff spot, I'll try to run them as much as I can, but even if they're not running, just sniffing, they'll sniff for an hour straight. Oh, absolutely. And then come back and they're just done for the day. And like, it's just the best workout. You wouldn't think it. Like for humans, we're visual. Mm -hmm. So we can really relate. Like we want to walk, we want to look and like see new things. For a dog, for them, rather than sight, it's smell. Mm -hmm. So they want to actually go and smell things, and it has that same effect for them. It's really powerful. When I'm volunteering at the shelter, there'll be a dog that's been there a month or two or a dog that's been adopted and brought back, and they will look at me like they don't know who I am. I'm a stranger, and then they sniff, and then you see the tail start to wag. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember your smell. You don't look familiar, but I know this smell. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. And you talk about shelter in place and like a lot of people have become less sociable. Mm -hmm. I know I have during the pandemic. You just don't get to see anyone and it has an impact on you. For dogs, it's the same way. Many dogs have been adopted during this pandemic and they're really not socializing with other dogs. And that can have a really bad impact on a dog, especially a young dog Mm -hmm. and their development. So being able to at least go to a place, maybe you're not interacting with other people, but you're going to a place where, you know, you can interact with the people that you want to invite your friends. Like a lot of people go to sniff spots with friends, which is great, like a small group gathering, but your dogs are able to actually smell other dogs Mm -hmm. and it's a form of socialization. Yeah, it's so important, especially like you mentioned with, with puppies that aren't getting that socialization to at least be able to explore other smells, explore other sites. And if you're meeting friends there to meet other people, how does someone find a sniff spot in their area? Or my wife and I traveling, we're staying in pet-friendly hotels, which don't have dog parks. And we want to be able to, on the route to and from our destination, and when we get to our destination, find some sniff spots. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So believe me, I've been there. I was just telling you before we started recording that 
We recently moved from Seattle to Salem, Massachusetts. Our family's on the East Coast. We're living on the West Coast. We've driven across the country a couple times. And wow, this really comes back to like the idea of Sniff Spot, which is that the world's not built for dogs. And for people with dog owners, it's just so hard to live your life. We're road tripping across the country, finding a dog-friendly hotel that doesn't have absorbent fees. Mm -hmm. You can filter on all these sites for dog-friendly hotels, but you have to literally call each one to see what their specific policies Mm -hmm. are. Some of them have breed restrictions. Some of them have $100 fees. Mm -hmm. Or they'll have a weight restriction. And our dog and our previous dog both are right at about 60 pounds. Sometimes it's 20 pounds and sometimes it's 60 pounds. And when the weight restriction is 60 pounds, I don't want to show up and have them say uh, that that dog's too big because I'm pretty sure they don't have a scale behind the counter for me to prove. It's like she's 56.2. To me, it's so like archaic. That's not the way the world works. In five or 10 years, people are going to look back and say, wow, I don't know how people actually survived Mm -hmm. as dog owners in that world that existed then. And And, and rules like that are so arbitrary, obviously breed restrictions and weight restrictions. It should be based on the individual dog. And if they're well-behaved, great. If they're not, we don't want you here because I know five pound dogs can absolutely destroy a room and 150 pound dog that you won't even know was there after it's left. Yep. Yep. And like some of the most vicious dogs I know are chihuahuas. Mm Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really relate at all to size. And honestly, as a pit bull owner, mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of moving away from these kind of breed-based restrictions. Like it really blew my mind when I saw that there literally are cities or provinces. Like there's a province in Canada, I think like Ontario doesn't allow pit bulls. It's something crazy like that. I just think that's horrible. It should be behavior-based. Like with Sniff Spot, we it should be like people. Of- You give them the benefit of the doubt until that individual has lost their privileges. And as a society, we deal with that. Let's give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Let's give every dog the benefit of the doubt. Discriminating against humans, everyone knows that that's a horrible thing, but then people regularly do that against dogs. And at Sniff Spot, it's part of our inclusion policy, actually, that people can't discriminate against dogs. I found it, especially with pit bull owners, but also other breeds as well, that people actively discriminate against those dogs and those owners feel really marginalized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The discrimination against a dog, it's not unusual for that to be a shortcut or a workaround to discriminating against a person. Yes. Uh, Oh, a hundred percent. And it's not okay for us. We're a very progressive platform. Like we take a stand on these things because that's not okay, but that is the way the world runs right now. Well, I was looking at your principles on your website and I love this. First of all, treat others like you want to be treated. That's a great start. Don't discriminate against people or dogs. And then you list categories that are sometimes used for discrimination. doesn't matter what the category is. We're not going to discriminate. But you go further and talk about the space. Leave it better. And more people need to do that, especially if you want others to respect you and respect your dog and not discriminate based on a breed. Well, then when you leave, not just sniff spot, but any public space, pick up after your dog. Pick up trash, even if it's not your trash or not something your dog left behind. Pick up everything. I can agree more. Just be respectful, give grace, and if you see something, 
say something. If you see a problem with a spot or a guest on the platform, let them know or let our support team know and we can help. More organizations, more businesses need to be run this way. You know, in the end, what's cool about SniffSpot is that it's really a community. You know, our hosts make good money. We've got hosts making over $1,500 a month. And that's not like a job. You're just sharing your property. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good way for us to make money. But most of our hosts are really motivated by helping people and helping dog owners and helping dogs. So we need to keep this as a community where our guests are really grateful that this exists. Mm-hmm. And they want this to continue to exist. Yeah. They want their host to continue to stay with the platform and stay amazing. Don't make the host have second thoughts about signing up for SniffSpot. Yeah. Yeah. And like, don't destroy the beautiful thing that you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. Back to your question about how the world is today. I've been on those road trips and I know what it's like. And I use SniffSpot every time. And it's this beautiful thing where you can just use our app or you can use our website if you want. and It'll center on your location, or if you're driving, you can search ahead. And how and frustrating is it when you're driving to look out your window and see either wide open spaces or houses <laughs> with big, beautiful fenced-in yards, but your dilemma is, I have nowhere to take my dog. I see yeah. nothing but oh. open space, but there's nowhere to take my dog. That was the exact inspiration for SniffSpot originally. It was these yards that no one's ever using their yard, and it's totally inaccessible. And it's the same way with this massive amount of land that's out there. And now we've got spots crisscrossed in the country and actually all around the world. So you can just search ahead and see a spot. You can read reviews. There's all kinds of great information on there that can help you see if a spot's right for you and your dog. You can see the amenities and you just book right through the app. It's super simple. It's generally around five or 10 bucks and you can stop and enjoy time with your dog. There will be a link to sniffspot.com in the description for this episode. And just clicking on Kansas City, and if you're listening in Kansas City, or obviously if you're listening anywhere, you can be a host on SniffSpot. But as I look at Kansas City, there's a handful of spots out there. We could use a lot more. The market is not saturated. So if you've got a space, jump in now. But each of the available Sniff spots in the Kansas City area, you can see a picture of the space your dog will be in. Yep. We require each spot to have 10 photos. Kansas City, please, if you've got land out there, please sign up. Kansas City is a very new market for us. If you look at some of our larger places like Seattle or Washington, D.C., we have hundreds of spots. And I want Kansas City, I want every place in the country to be just like that. Kansas City should have hundreds of spots because we're not hemmed in by an ocean or mountains. Yep. Kansas City. There's plenty of land. Yeah, it's sprawling. I believe it's Jacksonville, Florida is the only larger geographic metropolitan area that Kansas City is super spread out. So lots of space, lots of opportunities for someone to become a sniff spot host. And is that really all there is to it? You just need to go to sniffspot.com to be a host. For hosting, you can go to sniffspot.com and click on the host button or sniffspot.com slash host. It's super simple. You just log in, 10 steps, upload photos, give us your address, provide us some basic information, and you can start sharing your property. And like I said, it's passive income. So Very low overhead. No overhead. <laughs> you, you need to do nothing. You know, a lot of hosts love making improvements and their funding improvements on their property through SniffSpot. A lot of people get started. They just see it and they sign up. It's that easy. And 
it's self-serve. You're not meeting people coming there unless you want to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be there unless you want to. People just come use your property and you get paid and you get to know you're helping dogs. Yeah. Maybe put out a bowl of water. You can put out some water. People love knowing if you've got places to sit, having trash cans. Everyone's required to clean up after their dogs, but it's great if they don't have to pack it out, they can leave the waste in the trash can. It's that easy. And a lot of hosts ask a lot of questions. They say, oh, how does it work? You know, how do the guests get there? Well, there's no work on the host part. Is there any risk of this? Like, what if someone gets hurt on my property? SniffSpot provides $2 million of liability insurance to protect our hosts. All dogs are required to be vaccinated that are using it. So it's not like you're opening this to a dog park. It's one visit at a time. It's a very safe, very easy way to share your property, help dogs, and make some extra money. I mean, you can fund that vacation. You can fund that improvement you want to make on your house. So how does a host determine what they charge? Do they pick their fee or is that part of what SniffSpot has some sort of algorithm for that? Hosts can control it. We provide some recommendations based on what we've seen work well, but some hosts, they want to set a price that makes them comfortable. So it's totally flexible for hosts to set their own price that they want. And if you have a beautiful backyard or a spacious acreage, and you talked about seating areas and stuff, charge a little more for your destination sniff spot. People, especially if they're traveling, it's nice to have a nicer space to be in. And I would be willing to pay more just to know I can sit down. My dogs have plenty of space to run. And then the cheaper options that maybe are a smaller yard or don't have as many, I hesitate to call amenities, but for lack of a better word, a chair might be an amenity. Again, just having someplace for your dog to go, whether it's on a trip or just some variety in your neighborhood. I don't know how much feedback or if you've done market research on your users Are there a lot of people who have perhaps a regular sniff spot in their neighborhood, like someone who lives in an apartment or their yard isn't fenced in, and so they just kind of have a circuit of here are the one or two or three or four that we go to without having to travel. These are all within walking distance. Yeah, so I'll tell you, first of all, is a really surprising fact, 70% of our guests actually have their own yard. And for many of them, they have a decent sized, fully fenced yard and they still like sniff spot because like you said, it's variety. Like a dog's not stimulated by their own yard. Mm -hmm. Same way they are stimulated by a new yard. For us, we definitely have neighborhood spots and people love being able to just go to a spot that's close by. Sometimes you can walk there or just short drive. Maybe they're doing training. Maybe they're just looking for a place to let their dog unwind, Mm -hmm. just sniff around. And that's great. We also have spots, like you said, that are acreage. And we've seen that spots that are over half an acre actually earn six times more than spots that are under half an acre. So people that have larger areas of land, if there are fields, spots that are fully fenced earn two times more than spots that are not fully fenced. So you can kind of get a sense of what our sweet spot is in terms of what people are looking for. I have to be careful in my own mind to not make sniff spot analogous to something like Airbnb because then you get locked into a travel metaphor. And this is so much more than that. It encompasses that. It's perfect for that. But again, to have that variety locally, to have a bigger space, 
like we have a nice house, not to brag, but it's a nice house. It's a spacious house. We have a teeny tiny backyard. And again, even if it were larger, it would be the same smells, but just have a variety and space for peaches to stretch her legs. I need to encourage our neighbors with bigger yards to get on sniff spot. I will put that in yeah. the next HOA newsletter. I'll take out a page. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Spot. Yeah, people really want a variety of spots. And what I found is like, it's just so hard for me to predict what's going to be a great spot. So sometimes these neighborhood spots are exactly what people want. Sometimes people have a special feature that's just super interesting to people, like some special agility equipment or a pool or something else that people just really love. What I encourage people to do is if you want to help dogs, if you don't mind making a little extra money and you have any kind of land, just give it a try. There's no downside. We don't require any commitment. It's not hard to get set up. Give it a try. And often you'll be surprised by how fun it is. It's just so fun to be able to share with people that need it and know you're helping people. And secondly, people are surprised by how much money they're making. Like I said, we've got people making tens of thousands of dollars and that's increasing all the time. By investing a few minutes of their time to sign up. Yeah. And it's not like a gig. You're not spending hours on this. Mm -hmm. You're just letting people use your property and you're making money. It's truly passive income. So it's really the best of both worlds. It's a pretty beautiful thing. I encourage our listeners to check out sniffspot.com linked in the description get the app and the app is free have that with you when you're traveling or just looking for something to do with your dog looking for a little variety and it's variety for the human the dog owner as well instead of just turning your dog loose in your backyard and then letting them in when they come to the door you're spending quality time with your dog you're enjoying seeing them be satisfied by the new smells and getting to run around and play and explore, which is better than spending time on a mobile device, perhaps better than spending time listening to a podcast. I don't know if it's better than this podcast. (laughs) Well, other podcasts. But it's pretty dang good. Once you've listened to this one. (laughs) So that's exactly right. It's the kind of thing a lot of people are like, either they're like, that was my idea, or they're like, wow, I never would have thought of that. And a lot of people don't realize that this is something they want until they get there. Mm -hmm. They let their dog off leash and they see what their dog is like. And it's like, they didn't imagine that their dog could be this joyful. Mm -hmm. And it's a totally transformative experience that really isn't possible unless you have a private space where you can let your dog off leash and really let them be their self. Well, just think about when you do let your dog into your backyard for the listeners who have a backyard for their dog, you can probably predict exactly where it's going to go, what it's going to do. This is its routine. Here are the places it checks out. This is the side of the yard it starts on. And then here's where it ends up. Think about the first time, whether it was when you moved into the house or when you got the dog and brought it to that home, the first time it went into the yard and its tail was wagging and it was exploring. It didn't know where to go next. Everything was new you've probably forgotten what that was like. And here's a chance to revisit that, relive it. I say just give it one try and you'll be amazed at what a difference makes for your dog and how much fun it is for you. People bring along 
a towel, you know, like a blanket and books. They read, people do yoga. There are places where you can go on a hike. There's all kinds of cool stuff you can do. Bring a picnic lunch and uh, enjoy some quality time with your dog or dogs. Again, it can be multiple dogs. Well, David, thank you so much for having this great idea, but more importantly, for seeing it through, not just having the idea, but making it a reality. And listeners, click on the link in the description, sniffspot.com, and uh, let us know about your Sniff Spot experience, whether as a host or as a guest. So thank you for joining us today, David, and we look forward to updates on Sniff Spot. Thanks for having me. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Sniff Spot's David Adams for joining us today. Links to their website, their social media, and the app download for both iPhone and Android are in the description, along with links to the Dog Words episodes we've referenced in today's interview. If you find an old episode you like, be sure to share it with your friends. Next time on Dogwords, we catch up with meteorologist and friend of Dogwords, Gary Lezak. A big thank you to alternative string duo, The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dogwords. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Now you can join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents, on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule, at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Celebrate five years of Rosie Fund by supporting our campaign to sponsor 50 dogs. You can donate on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the website store, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or putting some of our merch in your cart when you shop at Bark Yours. Links are in the description. Your donations help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share dog words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. Our latest post features a sweet KC Pet Project dog looking for a forever home. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosiefund.org, and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dogwoods podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other. <laughs>